Hi, it's Matt. Just before we start the show, I want to tell you about a great live event I've got coming up on the 27th of March. To celebrate 600 episodes of Recruiting Future, I'm going to be hosting a live Ask Me Anything webinar. This is your chance to pick my brain on anything you like, including market trends and predictions, the impact of AI on recruiting, skills-based hiring, the changing role of recruiters, podcasting tips, or even my favourite Scottish tourist destinations and whiskies. Literally, ask me anything. I'll also be joined by some surprise special guests who'll be adding their perspectives to the conversation. You can sign up now by going to mattalder.me slash AMA. That's mattalder.me slash AMA. And I really look forward to seeing you there. That web address one last time. mattalder.me slash AMA. Support for this podcast comes from Monster Worldwide. Monster has two products that are helping to shape the future of social recruiting. Talent Bin by Monster, which enables companies to source the best tech talent from the open web, and Monster Social Job Ads, which extends job advertising reach to target both passive and active candidates on social platforms, including on Twitter. There's been more of scientific discovery, more of technical advancement and material progress in your lifetime and mine than in all the ages of history. Hi, and welcome to episode 15 of the Recruiting Future podcast. This week's guest is Sinead Bunting, Marketing Director for Monster in the UK and Ireland. A few weeks ago, Monster ran an event which was fantastically well received. The event was called Girls in Coding, How They Will Be Critical to Female Roles in the Future Workforce. This was the first stage of an ongoing campaign that sees Monster facilitating a discussion to come up with solutions to the problem of the lack of women in the tech industry. Personally, I think the event is a fantastic initiative from Monster. I've also known Sinead for a long time, and I know that it's something that she's very passionate about. Her passion certainly comes across very clearly in the interview. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another Recruiting Feature podcast interview. Today, I'm in Monster's offices in Chancery Lane talking to Sinead Bunting. Hi, Sinead. How are you? I'm great, Matt. How are um, you? I'm good. Would you, would you like to introduce yourself and tell everyone what you do and kind of how you, how you come to do it? Um, my name is Sinead Bunting, as you said. I am the marketing director for Monster for the UK and Ireland. So, uh, okay. Yeah. That's cool. Um, now, Monster have been doing um, a, a lot of work around the issue of um, the lack of um, females in um, the sort of technical and, and digital industries. T- tell us a bit about what you've been, um, what you've sort of been doing, the event that you ran and everything. So we had an event on April the 16th of this year. Okay. And uh, the title of the event was Girls in Coding, How They Will Be Critical to Female Roles in the Future Workforce. So okay. Quite pithy. Yeah. Um, and the backstory to, you know, why we had the event, it all kind of began last July. I had got tickets to go and see the author, Caitlin Moran, who I'm a huge fan of. And uh, I was about to go on holiday, so I didn't want to be thinking about work, if I'm being totally honest. But she said something that got me thinking all about work. 
she um she said this kind of quote which was if 90% of coders are men developing and owning um the language of the future yeah women will be part of the conversation okay and that kind of really struck me i was like yeah. well hold on if they aren't part of the the conversation they certainly won't be part of the the workforce and i thought you know, I'd love to do something about this. This is pretty critical. And, um, you know, as marketing director of Monster, I thought, you know, I, we certainly, you know, with what we do, you know, our kind of strength and tech talent, it's certainly something that, you know, we should possibly champion. Okay. And um, and that was really it. So that was happened last July. And, um, you know, it's uh, taken some time to kind of get off the ground because we had other yeah. kind of, we yeah, had the yeah. relaunch last year, et cetera. So, um, we kind of, uh, I went um, to my boss uh, and, um, you know, after I got back from my holidays and said, you know, Andy, do you know Caitlin Moran? And he goes, yes. So, well, she said this, you know, 90%, da, 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 da. And I think we should do something about it. I didn't know when you, what he was going to say. Just not, not, you know, he's completely, you know, all for equality. You know, he's got, you know, loads of women on the management team in the UK. But it was just in terms of business priorities and resource. Mm. And uh, he said to me, absolutely, you know, do whatever you need to do. You have my 100% support. And it was probably the easiest pitch I've ever had to do in my time at Monster in terms of selling in marketing ideas. So that was great. And I think what we did was, okay. It's a pretty broad topic, you know, yeah. you know, women in technology, women in general in the workforce. Um, where do you start? And I thought, when, you know, sitting down with the team, we thought, well, first of all, let's raise awareness of it. So, you know, people in our industry don't know it's an issue. Then mm. people can't do anything about it. And what's the, um, I know you've got some stats around the actual problem. So what does the, what does the problem actually, actually look like? Um, well, just to kind of illustrate it, I'll give you three numbers. Yeah. So 17. Okay. 24 yep. and 745,000. So okay. what do those numbers mean? Uh, so together? <laughs> <laughs> well, what they mean is basically there's 17% of females working in tech today. Okay. There are 24% females in the House of Lords. So, you know, the House of Lords, maybe seen as an antiquated, maybe old institution, has more females in tech, which is all about the future so something something seriously wrong here and the other number um which kind of provides a wider context is the fact that we need to recruit seven hundred and forty five thousand workers with digital digital skills by 2017 that's two years away yeah and if we need to recruit as an industry so many people in digital we can't ignore fifty percent of the population. You know, it just doesn't make um, business sense, and it's just not the right thing to do. And I think also, in terms of the females um, kind of working, you know, what, what we've kind of seen from I think there was some research last year or a couple of years ago from Credit Suisse, which showed that companies that have more women on their board, who have more women in senior management positions, they make more money. They're more commercially mm. successful. Mm. So this isn't um, something that you know we should do. This makes complete business sense. So we need to be doing it, yeah. and we need to be doing it pretty darn quick. Cool. Okay. So uh, tell us more about the event. What what kind of happened? You you started on this kind of journey, this initiative. What what, what did you do? So the first thing you know we wanted to do was to get some credible people speaking yeah. at the event. And uh, I kind of reached out to a number of, um, you know, women who are high profile in the tech industry. And I sent them a wee email and just said, you know, <laughs> quoting Caitlin Moran, kind of saying, you know, this is something we really want to do something about. Would you 
um, be part of our event? And can we, because you know, we're working with the London Met Film School, can we film you? Can we get your story on camera? Because um, what we find, which I'll go into in a wee bit, is there's no role models. Mm. And at Monster, certainly from a, a marketing perspective, you know, we're very much about real people telling their stories of how, you know, they're fine better. And, um, you know, so I wanted to kind of film those ladies as well. And everyone I spoke to, you know, and, you know, even the people who weren't at the event, all these amazing women in tech were just so helpful, so collaborative. And um, we got this brilliant um, panel. So we had the likes of Anne-Marie Maffedin. She founded STEMETS. Okay. And uh, Anne-Marie is uh, a member of the brainiest family in Britain. Yeah. She did, uh, at 11 years old, she did an A-level in IT, the youngest ever. And she works, you know, um, you know, at a high profile investment bank. So an amazing person. Um, and, uh, Amali de Alwes, who is the CEO of Code First Girls, ex-PWC, ex-World, you know, Economic Forum. And Amelia Steer, who used to work at Jimmy Shoe in marketing and, uh, has set up her own coding company. So it was phenomenal. And that was really a key metric of the success of the day was we had amazing women who were prepared to give up their time and go and talk about the issues. And just in terms of the way we broke it down, because it's complex, yeah, you know, mm. how do you sort it out? So yeah, exactly. um, we just broke it down into long term. So how do we get more girls into the pipeline? Yeah. And, uh, you know, midterm, okay, you've got obviously females and males in your organization. How do you upskill them in tech, in coding? Mm. And um, the third issue was um, how do you, well, how do you go about recruiting, you know, tech talent today? But also, how do you retain female talent? And, you know, what we've seen is, um, you know, a lot of women are leaving tech because it's seen as, um, you know, an un unfriendly female, you know, a yeah, female yeah, unfriendly yeah, environment, yeah. sorry. So um, there's some stat, like 50% of women quit the tech sector by their mid-careers. So, yeah, you know, it's yeah. no point in having this, you know, building a great pipeline if yeah. the kind of environment that women are going into, you know, isn't, you know, friendly or conducive to, to them as a gender. Mm. So um, that's the way we broke it down. We had three panels and some of the issues that came, you know, why do girls not get into tech? You know, you'll know this, um, the toys that we're given it kind of goes right back to when you're a baby, you know. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. We're given girls get, you know, dollies and mm. uh, kitchens. Um, it's all about, you know, being pretty and pink and um, being a homemaker. Boys get toys that are all about making something and solving something. So from a very early age, we're conditioned and socialised into, you know, what route we should be going down, you know. Um, the other thing is there's no role models, you know, for young girls to aspire to and kind of go, oh, yeah, um, you know, uh, there's such and such. Um, she's a real inspiration. She can do it. I can do it. So there's a lack of female role models in the media, and it's, it's certainly um, portrayed that way. And... Um, I just think there's a lack of awareness that you can get a really get a great job in tech. And what was really interesting is that in terms of the pay, you know, um, the gap, mm. it's the smallest in the tech sector than any other sector. Is it? It is, yeah. yeah. So it's as a woman, you yeah. know, you can get a great job, yeah. but you'll also get paid a lot better than under other industries. Yeah. So there's kind of a sense of meritocracy in pay, but um, not it's not reflected in the kind of you know the the makeup of the of the sector, as it were. Absolutely. And what were the, um, you know, what were the sort of conclusions from the day? What were the outputs? What, uh, you know, what's sort of, you know, did the event? That's great. What's kind of, you know, what's the sort of next step with, with this? Where Where is it going next? So 
I was kind of very conscious that, you know, it's lovely having an event and, you know, you know, it was, it was fully packed. It was great. The feedback was fantastic, but, um, we kind of wanted a longer term solution and, you know, we're sponsoring a number of things such as a uh, young rewired state have a festival of code. That's at the end of July. It's the largest hackathon in the world. So 1200 kids from across the UK come together. So we're the official recruitment partner for that. We're working with um, Code First Girls in London Tech Week doing, you know, workshops and everything. But that's brilliant. Well done, Monster. But that's not going to move the dial, you know. And um, what I find from talking to all these amazing women is there's some amazing initiatives happening. But, you know, I've always thought this, that we need to, as an industry, work together um, to collaborate and to kind of put together um, what we've just coined, you know, coined the, the Tech Talent Charter. Okay. And uh, so our president, um, Andrea Batoni, at the end of the event, you know, stood up and said, you know, guys, you know, it's been a great event. We're doing this, but, you know, we need to work together to make a real genuine difference. And so we um, are forging a Tech Talent Charter and we have a number of organisations in our industry who have signed up to this. Okay. Can you say who they are at this point or is it... Um, I, I don't want to okay. kind of, I'm, you know, because uh, you know, um, uh, I haven't it's... asked her um, kind of... Okay, um, so but, but it's building momentum. Uh, yeah. It's building momentum. There's some amazing organisations have signed up to it. It's fantastic. And we're having a steering group um, towards um, the end of June where we're just kind of going to forge um, a kind of uh, what that tech charter means. Mm. And just to kind of give you... Um, so what, what what is the tech charter? What does that mean? Um, obviously, it's a kind of... Um, we're working on it at the moment. But one of the examples... That Anne Maria Maffedin, you know, gave me my first spoke to her about, you know, being involved. Uh, what, this is what she said. She said, she said that what happens is, um, from a recruitment consultant perspective, um, she kind of, uh, was saying that they always put forward three male candidates. So right. Okay. They, um, don't tend to put forward a woman. And the reason for that is that what they find in their experience is that the woman never gets the job. Right. So they're not, you know, going to, you know, dilute their, possibility of getting that fee by a third yeah, you know absolutely. absolutely they're a commercial organization yeah. so um what she was saying is you know we should have some kind of charter where we sign up and it was it kind of put me in mind of the Rooney principle in NFL football where there's not enough ethnic minority um coaches so what this fella Rooney did was um what you don't have to recruit an ethnic minority but in the kind of um recruitment process you have to at least consider one and that's just a way of kind of, you know, bringing kind of, you know, a, you know diverse audiences um, and groups up. So one of the things that we wanted to do with the Tech Talent Charter in kind of collaboration with, you know, companies in this area is go, what can we do? Can we kind of sign up to go? We will always, if possible, you know, if they're available, put forward one female just so that we can start to move the dial. Hmm. The other area that kind of came up from a um, how we present ourselves was that, I think it was Amalie mentioned that, you know, she gets approached by these companies and they go, we're not getting any female, you know, candidates. I don't understand why. You know, why is this happening, Amalie? And she was saying, okay, you go onto their website yeah. and um, uh, there's pictures of guys, you know, hanging out, playing foosball, no women in sight. Mm. Their actual job postings say recruiting for a ninja. Yeah, you know, all, yeah. So all this language is so not conducive or so welcoming to the female kind of, um, you know, target audience. So it's like there's small things like that. So whether um, as an industry, you know, as job boards, uh, we kind of go, we will there be maybe a, a kind of kite mark, which this is um, a kind of um, job you know, opening that is written 
in you know inclusive language so mm. that's another start so there's many ways we can kind of you know skin the cat mm. it's also how can we get the government involved um, yeah. so it's government and kind of industry working together and are you involving recruiters in all of this as well is that is that is that kind of part of it oh absolutely yeah. so you know these guys are at the cold face of doing yeah. this and, yeah. and it was interesting I met with a big recruitment consultancy firm last week and um you know, they made the point, which is very valid, which is um, often recruiters are the folks that, you know, are the consultants to organisations to tell them what they should and shouldn't do, whether that's, yeah. you know, employment law, etc. So if we have those guys on board, um, then, you know, we can make a genuine difference. And the point to remember is there's 745,000 digital skilled workers we need to recruit. That's what we need to do as an industry. That's 745,000 different briefs. Mm. So it not only is it the right thing to do, um, it's it's kind of commercially complete sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, fantastic. And uh, what uh, if people are listening, uh, companies are listening, they want to get involved, what, what should they do? Con- contact you or is there a, what's the, um, what's what would be the step for being involved in this if, I, if, if the company wanted to get, you know, get involved? I would love them just to drop me an email. Okay, um, cool. Shana, you know, Shana yeah, I'll put, we'll yeah. put your email address Fabulous. in there in, in the kind of show notes, and uh, that's yeah. great. The, the one thing I just want to add before um, before we go is that you know I don't know if anyone saw the Martha Lee and Fox Dimbleby lecture. I know you did, Matt. I know. <coughs> yeah, I, I thought it was phenomenal. Yeah. I think if anyone's not seen that, look it up on YouTube. Yeah. It's it's all about the. Um, you know the digital future of the of the, the company, the, what the government's role, with the country, what the government's role should be in it. I thought it was it was absolutely amazing. It was phenomenal, and she's always been one of my you know uh, inspirations since I kind of came to to London and you know first worked with you, Matt, back up back in the day. But um, what she said, which to me is why we should all be doing this, you know, this is what she says: she says it is within our reach to leapfrog every nation in the world and become the most digital, most connected, most skilled, and most informed on the planet. The prize of the UK, you know, doing that, you know, we built the NHS, we can blooming well held become the best digital nation. It's such, the prize is amazing. So we should be doing it. And, you know, the kind of what the rewards will be epic. So it's such an amazing kind of vision and something to go towards. So, you know, let's get more females in tech. Let's upskill the UK, you know, um, populace so that we become that. And that to me is something really exciting. So um, that's what we're working on. And, you know, we're just trying to do our bit and hopefully we can work with other folks to make that happen. Sinead, thank you very much for talking to me. Thanks, Matt. My thanks to Sinead Bunting. I'll put Sinead's contact details and links to the campaign in the show notes. You can subscribe to this podcast in iTunes or on Stitcher. You can listen to past episodes and read show notes at www.rfpodcast.com and also subscribe to the mailing list to get exclusive content and find out about future guests. Thanks for listening. I'll be back next week and I hope you'll join me. This is my show. Have you ever found yourself scrolling through financial news and wondering, how does any of this affect me? How can I read a major headline and truly understand what impact that has on not only my portfolio, but my life? Well, our goal on the podcast Inside the Street, hosted by Wall Street analysts at Chiffre Partners, is to provide public investors and young professionals with a deeper understanding of the mechanics that drive those major headlines. 
And what better way to dive into these mechanics than hosting Wall Street analysts themselves to discuss the newest trends in finance firsthand? Well, on our show, we bring you real perspectives from the front line. Hearing these analysts give commentary has made our listeners much more well-versed on the financial markets. This approach to discussion allows our listeners to engage in conversation with much more educated opinions and predictions. So be sure to check out our show, Inside the Street, wherever you find your podcasts.